Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, first impressions mini episode where we talk the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest, Sabrina Pasquale, aka Inaku. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my lovely co host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. <laughs> was, that, was that a cat voice? Yes, that was my attempt at a cat voice. Meow. Oh, David. <laughs> Yeah, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about Neko Wappa, which is, of course, the new uh, Burger King meal <laughs> made out of cats, which is oh not God. super popular for some reason. <laughs> Soylent orange. <laughs> oh, no. It's cats. Soylent tabby. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, to get into the manga details, this series was created by Noia Matsumoto. Naoya. Now, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Manga volume two. <laughs> no volume three, though, actually, for this series, because it only ran for 13 chapters. Hey. But it did run from November 9th, 2009 to February 15th, 2010. And um, just a heads up, we usually don't talk about it, but this offer is actually the creator of a series I enjoy. Jordan, I don't know how familiar you are with it, but Kaiju number eight, as we have definitely talked about on the show. What? This? I never would have guessed that. Ever. There's a different offer I re- I would have believed instead made this that we have covered that also has become successful since their uh, series we covered. But why don't we get into the plot summary and then we can start diving into those kind of thoughts. Apparently, there are eight million goddamn gods in Japan. Holy shit, that's a lot of gods. Deep within the feline forest live the cat gods, the rarest cats. There's the mom cat, the dad cat and the elder cat. I don't think they get any other names. No eldritch cat that has like tentacles coming out of its faces <laughs> <laughs> yet, David. Oh, that's true. Upon finding an abandoned human child, the kitty gods take her to the god government office on a different plane of existence to legally adopt her as their own. Flash forward eight to ten years and some kids named Oyabin and Toroske are messing around with a shrine when a butt with kitty print underwear sticks out at them, freaking them (laughs) out. But then out of the shrine comes the haver of the butt. It's... The little girl raised by cat gods named Tama. She has arrived in the human world to become a real human. Torosuke reveals to Tama that Oyabin's real name is Nobutaro Oda, heir to the Oda Foundation. The kids assume that Tama is from the country as opposed to being raised by cat gods for some reason. Don't worry, David. I made the obvious joke in your section. Popcorn, David. Oyabin takes this opportunity to impress her with his rich kid training, only to discover that she's unbelievably strong and fast, able to jump high enough to catch a runaway balloon and lift up cars with ease. The two run away in terror when <laughs> Toroske trips. Oyabin picks him up because a good boss helps his inferiors. Aww. It's definitely not because he cares about his friend. Shut up, Baka. <laughs> Unfortunately, Oyabin is soon kidnapped by robbers who want that one piece money. There you go. Good job, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Torosuke runs to Tama to ask her to help, which acts as a wish that allows her to grab Torosuke and run at the same speed as the car they're escaping in. After following to their hideout, the kidnappers shoot Tama with a lot of guns, but she catches all the bullets, just like Dumbon did in the first episode of G Gundam. And never again in that whole series. She may also be a disciple of the undefeated school of the East. <laughs> yes. Oh, actually, Jordan wrote that, too, just like Domokashu. I didn't even see that part. Oh, you didn't see that? Yeah, that was No, I just had the exact same thought as you. (laughs) And then smacks it off a giant kitty paw, saving the kids. Her cat dad appears and is so grateful she's safe, taking her home to the cat shrine. End of chapter one. Oh, man. So, David, what are your first impressions? 
My first question is, Jordan, if you were to guess a offer we had covered, and I'll even make it easy, in the last six months that you would have thought this was their failure before they made like the famous series you had heard of, what offer, and like you can just say what famous series if you don't remember their name, because there's one that I would definitely have believed instead of it being the catching number eight guy. God, they're like a bunch. I mean, oh, I have to think back six months, David. I mean, we haven't covered a lot of offers that had a really famous series after we talked about. There's only like three or four we've done. How about the fucking Kaguya-sama guy? That's close. I, I was thinking if you told me the creator of Spy Family had made this series, I 100% would have believed you. Yeah, I could see that. Right? It just feels like there's a lot of the archetypes are similar, like the whole Damien relationship. Yeah, there's a part of it. I almost said like um, the said Magi-chan guy, but like the art is too good here. Yeah, that's true. And then how about you, Jordan? What was the first thing that came across to you when you read this? This is cute. It is. It's kawaii. I like this. It's very clear that there's a lot of Toriyama influence here. I was going to say, this is, I think, the first series I feel is a straight-up inspiration from Dragon Ball and not Dragon Ball Z. It's Dragon Ball and Dr. Slump. Yeah. Tama is very much not just Kid Goku, but, like, Arali. I'm actually surprised because this came out in 2009, 2010. So this is, like, I feel 10 years too old to feel like Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z, was really topical enough to be this inspired by it. First of all, the influence of Dragon Ball is eternal. There's never yes. going to be a time when uh, in anime when it's like, what? You were influenced by Dragon Ball? What the fuck? Like, no. You know, actually, what's an interesting inspiration that people get from Dragon Ball that's very subtle is that you can sometimes have fourth wall breaking as a treat. Yeah. My Hero Academia every once in a while breaks the fourth wall. Like, so in Dragon Ball Z, I forgot that they actually break the fourth wall every once in a while. Do you remember after the time skip, Gohan just turns to the camera and says, hey, that's Krill and he grew out his hair. I completely forgot that scene existed. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's just something that's really subtle. I completely forgot is actually a part of Dragon Ball Z as well. See, that's that's how it's done well when you when it's like, oh, man, Dragon Ball breaks the fourth wall. It's just very much in stride. It's subtle. It's like, hey, we did it. Let's get out of the way. That's not the point of the series. Uh, yeah, it also is nice to see a female protagonist, which I would be very concerned given her age is not sexualized at all. No, they even they show her panties, but it's like 100 percent funny. There is no hint of horniness at all, which is look, I wish that that would be a given. But, you know, the fucking series we've covered on this goddamn show. OK, that's not a fucking given with this shit. We don't have to talk about school judgment any more than we already did. No, we don't. I thought she was really funny. And this chapter was just really cute. It was. And the art is also good, as you said before, which is always a treat. Like, this is just very well polished and consistent art. I love the cat parents. I think they're <laughs> hilarious. I really love how they have, how they have to figure out what a pacifier is. I really like how they have to legally adopt her. God, I wish Gomez could cameo in the series. Yeah. <laughs> and then we should have made that cover his Gomez in the sky. <laughs> is there anything you didn't like there was just i only had one kind of negative note there wasn't really anything that stuck out to me as like overtly bad yeah i mean sometimes the biggest flaw is just that it didn't blow my fucking mind yeah it was definitely good i mean david we've been getting spoiled this year as comparison to last year yeah this is our well we just read one of the worst things we've ever read in shonen flop history so i wouldn't say we've been spoiled this year David, we didn't get a single good series last year. We have two. I actually still think Black Torch was pretty good. No, you're right. I think that that was pretty good. It was just, as you have seen, completely forgettable for me. Yeah. I completely forget that we cover Black Torch all the time. That was the 10,000 hours of drawing ass manga. Yeah, okay. Like, when you remind me of it, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty good. But, like, I would never think about it on my own. 
to get back the main thing i think is just i felt this chapter was very slowly paced like maybe it's a type of pacing style you're just not used to in shonen manga but i just kind of felt there was a lot of dead air and it's one of those where it's like i feel like he didn't really know how to fit 65 pages with the ideas he had or however long was like i think he easily could have cut 10 pages and just made it feel a lot tighter in terms of the pacing overall I think that's fair. I think we might spent might have spent like a little bit too long with the cat parents as much as I did love them. Like we didn't really need the scene, the scenes where they're trying to figure out how a basic pacifier is. And just like there were a bunch of pages where it was just like the only point is just like some kind of unconnected joke. Yeah. And like a lot of her interactions with those two kids, I was just waiting for any of this to matter. Yeah, th- those interactions took up like way too much time. Yeah, I think she really could have trimmed it. Yeah, I do kind of wish that, like, the bad guys showed up a little bit sooner. Yeah, since there's only 13 chapters of this, I guess I'll just ask, would you read this whole series? Absolutely would. Me too. And then what do you think will happen next? I think that Tama has a full-on kitty form. Mm -hmm. She makes, like, a big old cat paw appear with, like, toe beans and stuff. It was very cute. Like, you know, you love them. Little beans. Little beans. Yeah, I think she can just morph entirely into a kitty cat. It's like her Super Saiyan mode. And the next one is she has like a, a specific, like a certain amount of wishes that will turn her into a god, just like uh, Eddie McDowd. You know, she might need like 100, <laughs> 100 deeds. Well, they say they have nine lives, so maybe it's 99 wishes. Ooh, does anybody even fucking remember Eddie McDowd? I do. Who let the dogs out was the theme song. Oh my god, it was. Did you know that's a feminist anthem? Really? I thought it's an insult because do- it's saying like when you're at the club and a bunch of ugly women show up. It's the opposite. Really? Dogs are guys who won't leave women alone. Oh, even better then. Put that back in my playlist. The idea was um, you're at the club and like the girls are having a good time and then like these guys just show up and start bugging the shit out of them and it, they're just like, hey, who let these fucking dogs out? And then my last one is there will be a time skip where Tama is an adult human who decided not to be a god. Oh, that's actually a really close one to mine. So my guess is we never find out how Tama got sent to the cat shrine. Yeah. They make a fox best friend that joins the gang. Bonus points if they hide the fact that they're a fox until it's like a like, you know, like a big revelation. Yeah, and and by the way, that guess comes from the fact we didn't include it in the plot summary where um, Tama's dad is basically like, we're better than these fucking foxes. Yeah, and then finally, Tama ultimately has to decide if she wants to live as a human or not, which is very similar to your guess, Jordan. So I guess we're kind of tied at the hip with that. Well, basically, I had the exact guess that you had, and I was like, well, you know what? He's already got that, so why don't I take it one step further? So <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So we'll see. I still, I don't know if I'll ever top myself last time where I, I was three for three, so we'll see. I was close. <laughs> I was giving this series too much of the benefit of the doubt that it wouldn't be such a Hunter Hunter ripoff. No, I just straight up said this was a ripoff of Hunter Hunter. I knew it was. I didn't realize how shameless it would be. Like, holy fucking shit, that was embarrassing. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> what's your power word? Oh, my power word is kitten, because, you know, mm. it's all, it's just about little kids, fun, goofy, you know, like a cat. So, mm. little kitten, kitten manga. Mine is catnip, because this was kind of just like, made me feel good, David. Oh. It, it didn't make me trip the way that catnip makes cats trip, but, you know, it's just like I read it. I was like, that was fun. That was nice. I sent a bu- I sent like a bunch of panels to my girlfriend. Aww. She loves cats. She got a big old fat cat named Sora. I love him. And yeah, so catnip. This was catnip for cat lovers. I love it. And you hear it here first, listeners. Jordan takes catnip recreationally. 
Oh, yeah. All right. And then speaking mm. of listeners, let's dive into the Q&A. So as always, you can post them in the Shonen Flop Discord, where you can find a link to it on our website, shonenflop.com, or in the show notes. And we give priority to our patrons, people who haven't asked a question before or people who haven't had a question answered in a long time. Kick things off, we've got ZZ Digital who asks, if you were a Transformer, what would your alt mode be? Hmm. You know those Transformers where it's just like they turn into like random house objects yeah. and shit? Like the one who turns into like a fucking like like a microscope. I don't know. I'd probably turn into a guitar. Yeah, I was gonna say guitar. How about you? The same as me, but depressed, because that's how life works. <laughs> the lamest Transformer. Yeah, ever. he just gets really sad. <laughs> just, just like the face morphs. <laughs> It goes, and they're all like, wait a minute, <laughs> but did you change it all? Imagine if you're like a really shitty transformer and like just your finger, like just like your pinky recedes and that's your transformation form. Oh God. But you become 10 times more powerful. <laughs> so no one can talk <laughs> shit about you. All right. Next up from Holly 91 on a scale of Nina to 10, who is the best anime dad? What do you think, Jordan? I've been re-watching Evangelion, and I can tell you who's the worst anime dad. I don't know. Tucker might be the worst anime dad. Who? From Full Metal Alchemist. That's a pretty bad dad, but, like, God, I think Gendo Akari. Oof. Um, oh, man. We're, we're only talking about the worst anime dads right now. So the best right anime now. dad, I mean, in manga, it's definitely Orpheus. Or actually the dad from High School Family is pretty great, too. Yeah. The dad from High School Family is so good. Oh, I know best anime dad. Who? Hank Hill. <laughs> According to anime out of context, that's King of the Hills now anime. You know what? I, I buy it. <laughs> Hank Hill is a very good dad, honestly. In terms of actual factual anime, uh, you know what? If this is kind of technically anime, uh, I'm just I want to say Dr. Light, but, even though mm, he does send his son off to kill a bunch of people. I think one of the dads that's not talked about as much is what's his name's dad from Dr. Stone, where he like knew his son was going to like come back to life. And like he did all this prep work, like he spent years finding platinum for like a recovery formula for, to help his son out. And he like encouraged all the scientific experiments. And he literally became like a NASA scientist to help like through encouragement through his son. And it was just like a really wholesome relationship he had with his dad. Oh, that's sweet. Nice. Yeah, that's my unironic pick. Next up, though, we have from someone who's listening into the recording right now because they are a wonderful patron. We have Aussie Rat. Hey! Who asks, if you had to choose a manga protagonist to be Secretary of State, who would it be and why? Light Yagami. All right, that's better than any answer I could give. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I don't need to justify why, you know. Yep. Next up, we have a question from Marty who asks another wonderful patron. Are you surprised and disappointed that PPPPPP is axed? It was great with so many chapters, but low sales. It was canceled. That's what he said, because that is also not true, because PPPPPP was not a good series. I have done two episodes on it. I am not making more PPPPP content. So Marty, no, I'm not surprised it got axed because I thought it was bad. Pretty good series, and I'm pretty upset about it. I'm going to have to reread it. He's pretty upset. David didn't get it because he's not a musician. Do you like jazz? Prefer jazz to classical, which is what PPPP was about. <laughs> and then Jordan, <laughs> what did you think of the last chapter of PPPPP? I don't know. I haven't read it. Oh, I did. It's a pretty great ending. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah. So I will say I thought it was great. It was the greatest manga ending I've ever read for a canceled series. Up there was still Symphony. Fuck. Okay. I have to absolutely read it. That is a huge sell. Do you want me to just tell you what happens? No. Okay, go read it and then you'll... <laughs> you, yeah. Finally, from the Stone Hermit, seeing as you two are huge fans of isekais, if each of you were sent Big fans. into a flop manga, which one would you choose and why? Oh, man. Uh, um. I know, I got it. The world of high school family just hanging out with Gomez all day. 
<laughs> Part of me kind of wants to say Time Paradox Ghostwriter because I would just love that extra time to work on stuff that's creative. Well, that's not necessarily you are besides the main character. You are literally just a normal person in that setting. What if that was the main character, though, David? Oh, then there you go. Sounds good to me. I'd be, I would be an, an isekai, so I would be the main character. Good answer. All right. Well, Jordan, that is all the time we have for today. I want to say thank you so much for all of your hard work in editing the chibi episodes. Thank you, and thank you for your hard work in also editing the episodes and putting them together. No problem, babe. Props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. Find her online at Illuminati. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And we are at like 940 subscribers on YouTube. So please, if you haven't subscribed, it really would be awesome to hit a thousand and as we've talked about before come join the shonen flop discord it's open to everyone patron or not hang out with us talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind also have a monthly movie night find a link to it in the show notes or on our site and if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going consider subscribing to our patron we wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support get a lot of awesome perks like exclusive content including jordan what are we talking about this month this month, we got the second episode of our relook at Magu-chan featuring the lovely Trey Watson. Yes, sir. And you could even be listening to this recording right now or helping us pick what episodes we do on a main series or be featured in a monthly story involving our patrons. <laughs> this last month, we said what medal from Metallica Matulica would people get? And I think we got more creative than the offer of that series. You can listen to those if you want to hear us just completely stumble over, like, our premise the whole, <laughs> the whole time. Oh, it was way harder than we thought. These are not easy, but you can listen to them. Heck yeah. And then on that note, I'm also going to read off some of our wonderful patrons, starting with the Chainsaw Man patrons. We have Her Sunglaze back, formed a golden arch as he moved his face closer to her Happy Meal, and T-Root, very different in tone for our Chainsaw Man patrons. Moving on down to the Dolphin Dads, we have Dude Man Bro Guide and Tracking Roving Animals for All Loving Girls and Raccoons Wolfwood. Moving on down to the Ravioli tier, where it's just a tier where you get pictures of my dog. We have Chris, Istrafont, Rachel, Scarlet Mirmanen, and Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to the King of the Forest, we have 090Z, Albie, Cram, Shala Florine, Gabe Landau, Jacob Andrew Galloway, Josh Robinson, Kevin Briggs, Manji Knight, Marty, Max Baker, T, The Real Jory, The BB King, BB The, and then moving on down to the Galactic Paul Federation, we have Blah Moomoo, Brian Sexton, Dennis James Moan, Drago, Drew, Dylan Kreider, Alex Eric Klein, Nigel, our generous art benefactor, Generic Man, Green, Hans, Heavy Metal Hermit Crab, I've Had Nightmares Like This, this is Masaka, Jason, Keanu, Lincoln Frey, Manly P. Hall, Marabara, Marvin Weinberger, my dad, <laughs> Melvi, Mike Carpenter, Peyton Richardson, Ralph Iskoff, Rosendo Mendoza, Ryan Jasinski, Sarah Hydra, Scott, Sipping for Senpai Ash, Staghorn, Taper Clip is definitely a patron because apparently we just didn't know who that was as a patron. So I was like, oh man, here's the here's the audio of the special. And they're like, I can access it. I'm a patron. I was like, my bad. Tucker, Tyler Bowden, Wright, and ZZ Digital. Thank you all so much. It is so awesome to see our patron growing every month. Yes, thank you so much. And also special thank you to David's dad. Hey, David's dad, what's up? Nothing much. How about you? Oh my god, that's not how your dad sounds at all. He's here with the steel chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a steel violin. Ah, okay. And then Jordan, any last things you want to say? No, I don't have anything else I want to say. Screw you, go away. Just kidding, I love you. I love you so much. I love you too. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Monday for our full episode on Nico Wapa featuring Sabrina Pascal, a.k.a. Inaku. Not Inuyasha. This has been Jordan. This has been David. You've been listening to Shonen Flop, David, say it. Keep on flopping, floppers. Bye. Bye.